Hello again, everyone. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to the latest edition of Pirates Talk. The world of college athletics has been turned upside down, it seems, lately. The transfer portal means players are free to move on to another school if they find they're not enjoying their current spot or if it appears as if the grass is greener on the other side. Meanwhile, coaches must worry about having their players poached while at the same time poaching players from other schools to fill needs on their rosters. Add in the introduction of name, image, and likeness initiatives and wow, have things changed quickly. Like every institution, Seton Hall University is affected by these newcomers, if you will. Fortunately for the Hall, they have a young, sharp, progressive athletic director in Brian Felt. He's a pirate. A graduate of the school, Brian has worked in a variety of positions in South Orange. In July of 2019, after three years as athletic director at St. Peter's University, Brian returned to Seton Hall as the university's director of athletics and recreation. And I am pleased to welcome Brian Felt to Pirates Talk. Brian, thanks very much for giving me some of your time. There's there's never a time when you're not busy, but as we overlap and you know, you've just wrapped up the fall season and the winter sports are in full run and there's so much going on. I know you're incredibly pressed for time. So thanks very much. No, of course. Always happy to, to catch up with you, Matt, and, uh, and, uh, and talk Seton Hall. Enjoy it. So thanks for having me. So before we talk about the NIL world, name, image, and likeness, if you would, catch the listeners up on some of the exciting things that are going on around Seton Hall involving the athletic department and, and the teams. Um, I think, you know, I'll start with um, what's really been exciting around here. Maybe and it's not just specifically for me, but for, for everybody. We have a lot of new blood in the department. You know, we really had a, a, a really active 2022 um, in the sense that we've, we've got a lot of new staff members. We have, you know, several new head coaches, which really kind of, you know, that brings a little bit of excitement. I mean, I, I get very excited about it. I mean, we have new coaches, you know, in our volleyball program. Um, we have a new men's basketball head coach. I know everybody's heard about, uh, you know, we have new women's soccer head coach. So really it's, it's, it's an exciting time in the sense that I think when you bring in uh, new blood like this, you kind of really, your, your, your culture changes a little bit and it's all for the better. Really. I think you bring some excitement in and, and the coaches that we have brought in, I've been incredibly, uh, you know, just happy and, and, and watched them uh, do such a great job with their teams. Uh, and then we've had, you know, we had a really good fall. Um, you know, volleyball really got, has gotten a lot better and has continued to make strides, was in the conversation to make the tournament. Women's soccer is, it had one of their better seasons in a long time. And I think that, you know, uh, Josh Asad, who's our new head coach there, is going to do a tremendous job. Uh, and men's soccer made the NCAA tournament a bit again. You know, and those are kind of things that, that we're striving to do every day. And, you know, for them, it's the second time they've had an NCAA bid in three years. Uh, and, and Andreas has done a tremendous job with that program. Uh, so that's been exciting. So we had a good fall in our in our sports that are in non-championship seasons uh, competed well in terms of golf, some tennis. Uh, and now we're underway with, you know, what everybody loves. And that's basketball season and swim seasons underway. You know, it's it's just that action. You know, it's just the, the every day, you know, seeing these student athletes compete is literally what drives me every single day. And knowing that they're having this amazing experience and that they're uh, they're getting to to play the sports they love and get an education. I mean, that's what it's all about. And so we have that excitement. Uh, when you're, you know, you're in the thick of it here in this time of year. So um, we, uh, we relish it. That's for sure. Yeah. Exciting times indeed. It, you know, and I'm glad you pointed out, not that it's unexpected, but the, the success of other programs, because they think far too often the focus is on basketball. Listen, I, I get it. It's the tail that wags the dog, but sure. Seton Hall and all schools want to present a well-rounded 
opportunity for its student athletes and not just focus on one versus the other. So you got to be broad based and you want success not only in the Big East, but nationally in, in all your sports. And, and you're moving toward that clearly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, I mean, Seton Hall is, is every day is attracting the best and the brightest students. And we are working alongside them and making sure that we have the best and the brightest and the most talented student athletes. And that's in every single sport. And, uh, and I'm really pleased to say that I think we, we do a very good job of that and we're only getting better. And, um, you know, the spring season will bring, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of other sports will get to get competing and, uh, and just, it's, it's exciting. I mean, that's honestly the, the most exciting part of the job is, what? Is, is really being able to enjoy all of the sports. Yeah. And that's what I think every fan wants from beginning to end, right? Every season yeah. rolls into another and their success and it makes you proud of what Seton Hall right. is able to accomplish, uh, on the field or on the court, whatever the arena happens to be. So anything that you can tell us about some of facilities, things, what are the stories there? Cause there's, yeah, there's I around. Think, I, yeah. I think, well, I think uh, the, the biggest one, something that everyone we talk about pretty frequently, and that is our, our men's and women's basketball practice facility. That's a project. Um, we're incredibly excited um, because we just continue to inch closer to this becoming a reality. Um, our, we've really been really heavily tied in really since I arrived back on campus three years ago is the fundraising of this project. Um, it really started to kick off in the last year uh, into overdrive, if you will. We have a new vice president of advancement we have had here for a little over a year. And that's John Paprosanos, who's been an absolutely phenomenal teammate of ours in athletics in terms of really helping drive this project. Uh, he's a former student athlete here at Seton Hall. So it's really kind of great to bring him home as a swimmer here. Uh, but he's, you know, he understands that, you know, and their president understands. That. I mean, when we started this, this, the quiet phase, as they call it in the fundraising world of a campaign, um, you know, the, one of the key priorities was men's and women's basketball. And that says a lot about who we are as an institution. Uh, the commitment that we have from across campus, uh, from our president, from our entire campus community, it says a lot. It says a lot about who we are, and I'm really I'm proud of that. And uh, fundraising continues to go very well on this on the facility side of things. Uh, our hope is, and I, and I think I've mentioned this previously, is that we would break ground next year uh, in the summer, and it, it, we look to be continue to be on target with that, uh, which I'm I'm thrilled about, obviously. And we every day we have I mean, we have weekly meetings with the architects and the and the planning folks. Uh, to just continue to keep structuring out the look and the feel of the building. And, uh, you know, Coach Holloway has been involved. Coach Bazell has been involved in how that will shape out. Uh, and I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait for the day when we break ground and then uh, and can open up the space uh, 18 months to two years later. So um, that'll be a transformative project for this department. Um, you know, it, not only for men's and women's basketball, too, Matt. That's like the other thing to point out. Men's and women's basketball is certainly going to benefit from from this, no question. But it will also open up other spaces in this building um, that we can do some things to support our current student athletes and other sports, um, which I'm really, you know, that, that, that says a lot about how much it can impact everybody. It's going to touch everyone in this department. So when I say it's an impactful project or transformative project, it is for everyone. Um, so that's, that's exciting. And, you know, on the smaller scale, we, we, you know, in this past year, our facilities took a hit after um, the hurricane that hit New Jersey in September of 21. And, um, we really were struggling. We got our facilities were truly decimated and our, our down downstairs, which was every, you know, almost every locker room, our weight room, our training room. I mean, we really had things offline for nine months to a year. Uh, and that was tough. That was tough for us to athletes, but they were resilient. Uh, but we opened up a lot of our new spaces when they returned this fall, a lot of our spaces that had to get, you know, kind of rebuilt. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of new in the building in a sense. 
but uh, specifically we did open up a new room and we had some donor support for this room. Um, we opened a, um, so we, we put in uh, massage chairs uh, and low gravity chairs and compression uh, leggings for the student athletes. Um, and it's really kind of a cool space uh, that I have seen them use. I mean, I've, I've never walked by this room that it's not packed. Uh, our student athletes, <laughs> they have, it's, it's basically, I'm sorry, it's called a recovery space. I neglected to say that, but it's a new recovery room that we had installed in the building. Uh, it's one of the hottest things in, 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 in college athletics facilities is having that recovery space for our athletes. Uh, and it has been incredibly well received. And I kid you not, there is not a time I walk by that room that not every seat is taken. So it's very popular. And, and that's a new piece to our facilities. And, and that's what we're trying to do in everything we offer is make sure we have the latest and the greatest and, uh, and can, and can provide these things for our student athletes. Well, because it is an arms race in college athletics. We know yeah. that. And it's great to know that Seton Hall is, is keeping pace and in many ways exceeding what others are doing, which leads us to the primary purpose of this conversation, which is the name image and likeness world that is upon us just in general. How has that changed the college sports landscape? Oh, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I, I mean, everybody reads, you know, I mean, I, I mean, in college athletics, we read about it every day. I mean, it's, you know, maybe sometimes the, the fan might not see it at the front, on uh, the front page, but it certainly is talked about widely uh, within college athletics. And I know everyone certainly, I get, I get asked the question about NAL 15 to 20 times a day. Um, it has changed the business of college athletics significantly. I think I'd be crazy to say anything else. Uh, every AD in the country, I can tell you, when we get together, when I get together with our athletic directors, we talk about how it's impacting um, the landscape of not only with us, uh, not only within college athletics, but within our own departments. You know, it's, um, you know, coaches, you know, had to, everyone's had to be educated on it. Not only the student athletes, because obviously it affects them more than anybody else, but we've had to learn, you know, as administrators and coaches, how is this going to impact our teams? How does this impact, you know, um, you know, our whole entire department, our organization? It is. It, it touches on everything, and specifically, I think at the core, at the root of it, that has made the most sense is that we wanted to ensure when they when the NCAA went forward with this that the same opportunities that were offered to any other student, any other student on any other college campus that could go on a YouTube or go onto Instagram and promote a brand or promote uh, their paintings or their music or whatever it might be, that the student athlete had that same opportunity. Uh, and without question, that is happening. But then it becomes, you know, I, I say I make the joke all the time. We are in a business that is incredibly competitive. We are we are living in, and breathing on wins and losses. So, of course, if you give us something new like this, we're going to go be incredibly competitive and find out how we can do it better than anybody else. And really, that's almost kind of the root of where we have all of the questions and, and where things have become kind of also gray. Because at the foundation of it, it made very clear sense. Okay, student athletes can profit off name, image, and likeness. And now it's the how and the what that we're all trying to kind of continue to educate ourselves on and understand better. And I think that's where all of the confusion and, um, you know, questions come from. Toward that end, Seton Hall recently launched its official marketplace for pirate student athletes so that they can maximize their name, image and likeness potential. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was some. So I'm, I'm. We we announced it just last week, uh, right before Thanksgiving. It had been in the works for several months. Um, we had been talking to the folks at Open Doors through a partner, through as they partnered with our our, our corporate partner Learfield. Um, so we really had a nice opportunity to kind of work with them 
And what it is, is essentially, it's an opportunity for uh, local businesses, you know, corporations to connect to our student athletes directly. And now that always could have happened, by the way. I mean, that's that was always the, you know, we used to tell people all the time, like, if you want to, you know, work with a student athlete on a specific initiative, you can reach out to them. It's usually social media was the avenue for that. They could DM them or whatever it might be. Now this kind of makes it just a little bit easier. And we bring the student athlete more to the forefront to that connection with a business, a corporation, or even an alum uh, or, or an individual, because you can go on this marketplace now and maybe, you know, maybe, you know, your son or daughter is a fan of the tennis team or the softball team, and they can purchase a, a birthday wish, a video greeting, uh, you know, a, a mention on social media, whatever it might be. There's all these opportunities on there um, that, you know, it, it, it's kind of just a really, it's great for not only the student athlete, but it also connects them to the external side of the, of, of the, of the whole operation. Well, I'm not, actually, I have the site opened and, the uh, address for those who are interested in, we'll give it later as well, is shupirates.com forward slash NIL marketplace. And you can go just to the SHU, SHU Pirates site, and there's a direct link there if you don't want to do Yes, it. that's probably the easiest. Yeah, yeah, rather than do the slash, right? Like, <laughs> it's what, prominently featured. On, we, we are going to prominently Page one right on there. Our, yes, exactly. <laughs> but but I'm looking at a couple of student athletes, and I'm looking at Jameer Harris, and I notice like he fills out his bio here. He mentions that he's a student athlete on the basketball team but aside from his passion of basketball he's passionate about music and making music as an artist which is something he discussed at Big East Media Day and then you know not to compare in a negative way but you know Casey and Defo hasn't really filled out anything but he's there and ironically his he you know there's different prices for what you want and each student athlete can, I guess, establish whatever he or she feels is appropriate. I guess there's some guidance that goes on there Correct. where you can uh, really potentially expect, like, uh, here's a, a woman's volleyball player, Mason Wu. And, you know, she describes her business, you know, her business major and so on and so forth. So, you know, you can really find out a lot about them. And, and there's a variety of things, as you said, you can do. They'll post on social media, make an appearance, sign an autograph. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's, it, it's awesome. They get a chance to really market themselves but at the same time in a way that is somewhat controlled right because it could be a wild field out there oh and, and it is yeah no, i think to your point matt which i think i'm glad you brought it up you're correct so for example you know this is really on our student athletes should they want to part, partake in it you know they were informed before the, the the marketplace went live we had given them several weeks to kind of know that this is what was going to be happening this is going to be an opportunity for them should they want it uh and you're right you've seen some do a very good job, get out in front of it. And they enjoy, I mean, Jameer is great. I mean, he knows exactly, I mean, he's passionate about his music. He, he, he promotes a lot of it on social media. Uh, I mean, we've played some of his songs actually in the arena and he's performed at some of our events on campus. So I mean, it's great. He's, he's an example of someone who really understands it and has embraced the idea of NIL. And then you might have another student athlete who, who's a little different, a little bit more hesitant. And maybe, you know, we actually touch base with them a lot because if there's more education we can provide them to make them feel comfortable with it, that's a big piece of what we do. And you'll find, and, and, and sometimes people are shocked when I say this, but there are some student athletes that really don't have an interest in doing that. And that's okay. You know, I mean, it's fine. It's their, it's their choice, but they're more concerned about focusing on their area of study and on their sport, and they don't want to juggle another ball. And I get it. Uh, and there are some that really obviously embrace it. And it's an opportunity for them to certainly make some additional money um, and they can do that. So you'll see a little bit of uh, that's all on the student, how their profiles are set up. It's up to them that we have a staff here. Our compliance staff is great on working with them and 
and, and they can actually, we can connect them to folks at, that run the marketplace with Open Doors, which is the company that hosts it, to give them advice and feedback on what things they can do. Uh, and they have pricing suggestions that are offered to them. So they have guidelines for all of it. But again, it, it is on them if they want to create their own profile or not. Which is really cool because, as you said, everyone's different and some people everyone's will be different. very much interested in it and others will be yeah. like, hey, I'm just here to yeah. get an education and play my sport. And, you know, yeah. I don't care if I sign another autograph. Or ever, yeah, and before, or ever sign yeah. one or make an right, appearance. Before we had the marketplace, we saw that within the first year of NIL, we saw that. We, we, would, we spoke with every team and explained what they could do and what they couldn't do. And some said, yeah, that's great. I'm really not, it's not something I'm going to get involved with right now. Some were incredibly excited about the opportunity. And that's fine. I mean, that's, that's with anything in life, right? So, um, and we've seen really nice opportunities come in the beginning stages of NIL and continue. And we've seen new ones continue to kind of cycle in for us to have it. And probably some of the most popular things usually involve social media. I think that's, listen, at the end of the day, that's where our student athletes know. So young people know more than anything else. I mean, yeah. I rely on my kids to teach me about social media <laughs> at the time. So, I mean, my, my, my daughter teaches me more about Instagram than anything else. So, I mean, it, um, it's, we've seen a lot of them really, that's where the opportunities are, a social media side of things. They can promote a, you know, some of our student athletes are promoting things for local companies in town and they get coupon codes, you know, and, and sometimes it's not really a monetary exchange. It might be, you know, if somebody comes in and uses the code that this student athlete promoted, that student athlete then gets like 20% off mm -hmm. on anything they want to purchase. So and it, it, there's all kinds of, I mean, there's trade deals. There's, so there's all kinds of, some kids are just doing stuff promotion-wise to get free t-shirts, you know, whatever it might be, but it, it's, it's an opportunity for them and it's an education for them in terms of business, you know, in terms of learning how a lot of these things work. Yeah. And you know, you, you control your own destiny in, in so many ways. So for a while there, the NCAA, this is from my vantage point, <laughs> didn't really do anything with it. They were kind of like, we don't know. And that was scary. Right. I mean, I imagine yeah. it must've been from an administrative standpoint, like, okay, we need some guidance here. But finally last month, the division one board of directors, issued some updated guidance. So what are some of the things they told you and, and how did that allay some concerns that you and others who sit in your chair must have had? Yeah, I think the latest guidance that came out in um, late October uh, really kind of helped set the table a little bit better for everybody within the collegiate athletic ranks, that's for sure. And it's probably, it's clarified so much. Um, and you're right, when it first came out, I mean, listen, everyone, I, I, it's funny, man, I say this all the time. I talk to people, um, all the time about NIL and it's a, it's a mixed bag of reaction. And I could talk to an alumnus or I could talk to, you know, whether it be a board member, an alum, a fan, a season ticket holder, whatever it might be. And some will have incredible discomfort with the idea of even having the conversation. You know, it's, it, again, this is new, right? This is something that we've never were able to do before. So it's going to take some time for some people to kind of grasp the concept of it. And some of the people are just like, I mean, Brian, that sounds, that just sounds, it sounds dirty to me. Like, well, again, it was years ago and it's different now. But, you know, and they have us, they're very uncomfortable with it. We have to get to a comfortable place with this, Matt, because this is college athletics now. And that's what I tell everybody. I said, we can be as, I mean, it's, it can be an uncomfortable conversation to some people. But at the end of the day, if we're not part of this or not, we're not doing our part to make sure student athletes have the greatest NIL opportunities, then we're doing a disjustice uh, to our student athletes. And we're not, we're not competing because this is part of the process. Um, so to your points, the NCAA really came out in late October, I think really kind of helped comfort some folks with some information. And I think of, there were several things in their new guidance, but I think of most importance uh, was really the clarity around school personnel's involvement. Because originally it was, you know, we, we couldn't really 
influence anything. We couldn't really connect dots for student athletes. We were kind of limited in what we could do. We could do some things and there was a lot of gray areas we talked about and schools took liberty with that and where they could. Um, but now we were, it was very clear with that. We can now have the conversation. I can have the conversation with an alum and tell him, listen, if this is, if you'd like to support some of our NIL initiatives, you should, you should contact, you know, someone that is, is helping raise funds for, for NIL for us or, or do this. You're allowed to do that. I can't tell them who to give it to. I can't tell them what team to support. I can't be direct like that, but I can tell them this. If you have interest in this, yeah, absolutely. There are opportunities for you to go do You, you know, here's our marketplace. Here's the things like that. And I can promote those things. Um, I can promote the idea of that we're doing things. I can, you know, you're seeing, we're actually working on some promotions going to come out in the near future where I'm, I'm going to actually be sending a letter to our fans, really kind of providing the menu of opportunities that we have, you know, all of the different things that they can get involved with to support our student athletes if they like. That's new, you know, that's new, really good guidance for us. And if, if you look around college, I think you're starting to see that happen. Uh, you're starting to see more promotion uh, wildly out there for NIL because now it's, it's been clarified that it's more legal. Which, which is awesome. I can only imagine some alum or fan or supporter of the university getting a letter like that from you and saying, you mean I can have Lauren Park Lane come to my daughter's 13th birthday and, yeah. uh, and, and play a game of horse in my driveway or my backyard. And, you know, we can establish whatever that fee might yes, be. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty cool. Right. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no I doubt can, about it. Yeah, I can only imagine the wide-eyed look as uh, she walks uh, into that house or up that driveway. Uh, what what support <laughs> here? Right? What you, you talked about support of the athletes, student athletes in, in in these endeavors. Like one thing that stands out to me, and hopefully everyone is successful to whatever degree they want to succeed in this in this area. So suddenly, someone is really in demand and loves it and eats it up and is outgoing and wants more of it, and then they get. You know, they raise, oh, pick a number. They, they pick up $15,000 during the course of a year. Well, the IRS would like to have a word with you. So I'm, I'm guessing the, ed the education goes on along. Listen, it's not, it's not necessarily going to be a one way. There's, there are other implications of what you guys are doing here and women. Yeah, that's a great point. So, I mean, like, even like I talk about, I mean, to your point, what you're talking about, like, so now some of the new guidance basically says that we can support, uh, you know, our athletes in these activities directly by, you know, we can provide them stock photos, you know, we can provide them graphics. Mm. You couldn't do that. Like that wasn't originally something that could be done. And some people have scratched their head, well, you can't do that. Like now you can actually provide them some of the things that they can go, go and have autographed. You know, I couldn't have, we couldn't have done that by the, the letter of the, of the rule of NIL previously, but in a lot of the new things. So there's support we can give that we couldn't give before, but then specifically what you just mentioned, which I think is incredibly important is, the education. Now we've always, that's been the foundation of our policy here and how we move forward. And I think it's in most places is education of what they need to know when it comes to NIL, because yes, on the surface, yes, we can go make the money, we can do it, but where, where, how's that impact that student athlete now? So it's educating them um, so they understand, you're right, tax implications, um, you know, tax prep, all these kind of things that they're going to have to do, contract reviews. I mean, these, these, some Contracts are, are difficult for adults. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of legal <laughs> language in those. I, I don't particularly love reading them. It makes me feel, you know, like I, gotta, I, take, I read it over and over again. Student athletes, this is the first time they've probably seen a contract, you know, should they be, have a contracted opportunity. So providing them guidance on what to know, what to understand. Now we can provide them all of that and we give them all of that in the educational modules. So we actually have a partnership with a company called Compass uh, that gives them, it's basically a, it, it's a, it's a platform that monitors all of the things because they have to, they have all of our students that's required to provide um, 
you know, approval. There's an approval process for them when they have an NIL deal. So they have to put that into this module, but this module also then provides them guidance and education on the specific deal that they have. Should there be a contract? Should there be tax implications? So, the, uh, you know, everything. And we also have, we've been, we provide them modules and classes on how you can get started and learn how to, you know, make money, how you can manage that money. You know, how do you manage that money now in school? And how do you manage that money when you're an adult? Um, debt management, spending smart, all of these kind of things are topics that we have classes and modules on that they can take. And they're 24-7. They're available to them. They're on demand. Uh, they can sit there through them. It's on their phone because we know that's the way they consume their information. And, you know, it's it's but that's the most important piece. So um, we have to that's incredibly important that we're providing that to them. Last couple, and I'll let you go. And this has been a fascinating conversation. So enlightening. The world has changed uh, dramatically. I am a proud Seton Hall graduate, as are you. I love what the school has been able to do to educate uh, people generally between the ages of 18 and 22. I know there's graduates and people come back from the military, et cetera, but that's the general age group. And send them out in the world well-prepared to be members of society that contribute uh, both in their given field and to society as a whole. My point is there are also, because of where we're located, companies that have no connection necessarily to Seton Hall, but we're in this incredibly large market called the New York market. That has to be a selling point for Seton Hall as you and the coaches look to recruit like, hey, come here for our education, come here for the Big East, come here to become a better person and athlete. But, oh, by the way, there's a pretty big market just across the river. Uh, and listen, New Jersey's a big market too. So I, yeah. I would guess that's part of the pitch. I'm not sure we can talk about it necessarily. but No, uh, even more so now, Matt, even more so. I mean, I think it always, and to my point, it always was. Well, you're right. I mean, always, it, listen, right. We, we would tell a recruiter, I, mean, I, I sit down with a recruiter and I'm like, listen, you're coming, you're playing in the center of the world. You're coming, you're going to come here. We are the center of the world, the media world. You know, this is the, this is the metropolitan area, New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut metropolitan area. There is no better place, in my opinion, to come play college basketball, college soccer, college, whatever it might be. And that now, we still that that pitch still exists, obviously. But now it's like, okay, now you're coming to the center of the world when it comes to this media market. And this is where opportunities lie for so many people. They'll be here for you as well in the NIL world because we are in the center of the, the media market, you know, as we, as we just talked about. So absolutely. It's just, a, it's just a bigger pitch. It just includes another, you know, another opportunity for them in terms of what this location provides, you know? And lastly, Seton Hall has to compete in this space. It is competing in mm-hmm. this space. Just can you, for those who are still kind of on the fence, as you address, there are some who are like, really, is this, listen, this is the real world. So we have to jump in with both feet, but can you speak to absolutely. the importance you know, in light of the Hall's position in the Big East and nationally, how critical this is to be successful and for people to get involved to the degree that they can, whether they have a company, whether they're a fan that just wants to support yeah. the student-athlete. Yeah, no, thanks, man. I appreciate the opportunity to do that. I, mean, I Listen, I, and, and I've had these kind of conversations with a lot of people. I mean, I, listen, my own, I, I have people that I know that are very close to me that still don't seem to want to grasp it or understand it. And listen, there were days in the beginning that I thought it was, I'm like, wow, this is just so drastically different. But but this is what it is, and this is where it's going to be. Uh, you know, it's, it's here. It's not going to go away, and it shouldn't, because at the beginning, as I, what I said in the beginning was, this is providing student-athletes an opportunity that any other student can have. So now this, this really opens up that world to them, and that's important, and, and we're supportive of that. We are very supportive of that. But we have to be able to uh, be competitive in this space. 
in the sense that because listen, we are trying to recruit young people every single day. And we talked about it earlier, you and I, we talked about the arms race in, in, in facilities. And we talk about schools are the same way. All I mean, I just had a son who went off to college this year. And you know, how many mailings came to the house? I mean, I'm I'm trying to dumb it down in a sense so people can understand. Like this, it's every school is pitching to try and bring you into their school. Every athletic department at that school is pitching to try and bring in the best recruits. This becomes part of who we are. This becomes our opportunities that we can provide is part of that pitch. Now, again, I, we're not now, again, to be clear, the rules are very clear. You can't, this is not a recruiting inducement. I can't say to a student, you're going to go, and I'm going to be able to pay you X, but I can tell that student, you're going to come here and you're going to have an amazing amount of opportunity because we have a menu this long that gives you all of this opportunity to go make money off of your NIL that I can promise you. So that's important. And that's why these things, all these initiatives that we've talked about here today and, and even more initiatives. And I think from the early going, it was incredibly important for us to have something in place. And we have a partnership that I, that I didn't get to talk about yet. And that's with G3 Marketing. Uh, G3 Marketing is a company that runs uh, camps. And we back last summer ran a camp in the men's basketball world for our men's basketball student athletes where G3 helped raise some funds from a lot of, you know, a lot of people, corporations, companies, and alumni of Seton Hall to run a camp for our men's basketball program. They did the camp down in Newark and all of our men's basketball players were paid for that time of that camp. But we also were also part of the community in giving this camp for the youth of, in Newark. And we continue to do those things, whether it's autograph signings, camps, we've done a lot through events on the basketball side specifically. And that, and I expect that that will grow. We'll start to in, branch out to more sports. Women's basketball is going to be doing some things coming up. And that's a big piece to the puzzle, you know? So we're, we're the G3 has been a great partner in that. Open Doors, which we talked about with the marketplace, is going to be an, has been an excellent partner early going. Is going to be helping us with a lot of our student athletes. We're going to have another announcement actually probably in the next week or so when it comes to group licensing for our student athletes, which will really be exciting for them and for our alumni and and fan base because it's going to have opportunities for student athletes to have you know gear with their names on it and they can they'll they'll earn money off of that. So all of these opportunities we're continuing to grow them as we go, but that's part of this. That's part of what we're doing. That's what NIL is now. NIL is part of that of that process of attracting the best and brightest students. Brian, thanks so much for enlightening me and the audience on this brand new world. Uh, and it's exciting. And Seton Hall is going to compete there like they do on the field or on the court. Again, whatever the arena is, appreciate your time. Matt, it's always great talking to you. You're a, uh, you're a true Seton Hall pirate. And uh, I enjoyed the time as always go pirates. And that will do it for this edition of Pirates Talk. Thanks to Brian Felt for generously giving his time to appear on the podcast. I know I learned so much about NIL and its impact on the college landscape, but particularly as it applies to Seton Hall. And for Pirate fans, alumni, and supporters, it's a chance to keep the Hall relevant in the ever-changing world of college athletics. If Seton Hall is to maintain its current position as a player in the Big East in all sports, it must compete on the playing field and off. And a reminder that fans and brands who would like to begin partnering with Seton Hall student-athletes on NIL deals should visit shupirates.com. Pirates Talk is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I invite you to rate the show, leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks to Pat Christensen, the sound engineer of today's show and the writer and performer of the Pirates Talk theme. His help is invaluable, and I am most grateful for the support of my friends. And thanks to you for your company. It's very much appreciated. I'm Matt Lachlan. Until next time, be safe, be well, and let's go Pirates. Pirates.